So Ezra chapter 3, beginning at verse 10. And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, they set the priests in their apparel with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with symbols to praise the Lord after the ordinance of David, king of Israel. And they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord, because he is good, for his mercy endureth forever toward Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord because of the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the priests and Levites of the chief of the fathers who were ancient men that had seen the first house when the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes, wept with a loud voice, and many shouted for joy, so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people. For the people shouted with a loud shout, and the noise was heard afar off. So that's reading the rest of the chapter. If you got time, sit down. It won't take you long. I think there's about 10 chapters in this book. Go back, take a few minutes, and you can read the whole book in just a little while. And, uh, but I want to go back up to verse 10. And when the builders had laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, they set the priest in their apparel with trumpets. And the Levites, the son of Asaph, with symbols to praise the Lord after the ordinance of David, king of Israel. Verse 11, And they sang together by chorus in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord, because he is good for his mercy endureth forever toward Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. I want to preach to you on the foundation, if the Lord will help me for just a few minutes. And it don't matter what you go to build, if you're building a little two-room house or if you're building a skyscraper, it'll fall without a good foundation. You just, it don't matter how pretty the building is or how much time or money that you've put into it, if you don't have a good foundation, you're in trouble. Same thing goes with our lives. We have to have a good foundation. And so, here is the men of Israel. And if you go back to the first of this book, King Cyrus had commissioned some of the men of Israel to build the temple back at Jerusalem that had been torn down years and years ago whenever that Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the best of the children of Israel were taken captive down in Babylon. They destroyed the city and destroyed the temple. And now they've got the opportunity to build it back. And we're still building. I know COVID has created a lot of problems and wreaked a lot of havoc, even among our churches. We got churches right here in Cock County that's not had services in months. And here we sit, and we're still blessed, 
and we're still building. And we're not going to quit till the Lord comes back. When the last, this is how I believe it. When the last stone has been laid, we'll see Jesus. And not before then. I know we've got men that make money off of the ignorance of people because they've not read God's word. And they try to tell them and prophesy and, and, and all this about when the Lord's going to come back. He'll come back when the last one gets saved. When the last sinner says, Jesus, please save me, we'll see Jesus. We'll see him coming in the clouds to get his children. And and so Cyrus commissioned these men to build the house of the Lord, and they rejoiced when the foundation was laid. And I don't know which way I'm going to go. This is just a scripture that the Lord laid on our heart this morning. But I want you to know something. I know we're living in a rough time. Bobby got some bad news this week. Faye has had some bad news recently. But we've got a reason to rejoice. The foundation has been laid. We've got a reason to lift up our head and to praise the Lord and to sing His praises and to shout. And if you've been saved by the grace of God, the Bible says that everything that hath breath, praise the Lord, praise ye the Lord. I'm here to tell you we can rejoice today because the foundation has been laid. Now when you think of the foundation, if you come over to 3020 Oliver Street and you look at my house from the street, you'll never see the foundation. You'll never be able to lay eyes on it. It's most of the time, it's the part of the building that's not seen by the natural eye. And you may look at me today and you may say, well, what is it about you that's different? Or what is it about you? And I will tell you, there's nothing about me. I'm a nothing out of nobody. But what you can't see is my foundation. What you can't see is what I've tried to base my life on. What you can't see, they used to sing a song, please don't criticize him, he's the rock I've leaned on. He's my salvation, he's my foundation. When they said it is finished and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost, the soldiers smote their breast and and the Pharisees no doubt thought, we've taken care of this troublemaker. We've solved this problem. We've done away with this man that's bucked our traditions and we can go on just like nothing has ever happened. But on the third and appointed morning, the stone was rolled away and the foundation was laid for our salvation. Friend, you need to be on a firm foundation. Now, people have based their lives off a lot of things. You may be here and you may be placing all your hopes on the fact that you've laid up a many dollars in the bank that could be gone tomorrow and you have no control over it whatsoever. You may be banking on the fact that you're young and healthy, you got a good job and God's going to you're going to depend on that rather than depending on God. And we have folks that do that all the time. Uh, And and I believe the Bible teaches us as men to provide for our families. 
But I'll say this too, He wants you to come to church as well. The Bible says remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. He wants us to come to His house and to worship and to praise Him. I'm telling you today, He's worth every breath that I have just to lift up His name. I want to make Him my foundation. I want to lead on Him every day. I want to go to Him and say, God, I need you again today. I want Him to know when I call who it is that's making His voice lifted the voice of. I want to rely on Him because He's my foundation. I have found it time of trouble when my heart was broken I could lean on my foundation and he'd help me when the storms come and the winds rage I'm here to tell you today he's a solid foundation as a matter of fact the Bible says no foundation can any other man lay than that which is laid the Lord Jesus Christ I'm here to tell you any other foundation anything else we'd base our life off of anything other thing we entrust in. You may be trusted in mom and dad. You may be trusted in grandma and grandpa. They will leave this world one day and you'll be here on your own. You better try Jesus. You better lean on him. You better make him the foundation of your life. Job said, Marty was quoting out of the 14th chapter of Job this morning in Sunday school. If you go to the 4th chapter, Job talks about a foundation. He says, um, talks about a man's house having a foundation of dust. And when it come upon a moth, it would fall. It would come down. What does that mean, preacher? What is this? What is this? What is this? Did the Lord not pick up a handful of dust and he made man in his image and in his likeness? We'd still just be dust if it wasn't for the Lord. He picked up a handful of dust and he made it in his image and in his likeness. We'd still be like the cattle of the field. We'd have still been like the fowl of the earth. That's as far as he went. But he went a little farther. He breathed in man's nostrils and man became a living soul. So you have a soul today and you're going one way or the other when this life is over. Did you know this life is just temporary? It seems like we've buried a lot of good saints in the last six months. Seems like we've lost a lot of good saints soldiers for the Lord in the last six months. Somebody needs to step up. Somebody needs to take hold. Somebody needs to lead fully on the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. How about you? So we read over in Matthew, we hear Jesus talking and he says that a man that will hear his words and believe them, he would liken him to a man that built his house upon a rock. And the winds blew and the rains came and the storm raged and the house on the rock stood firm. 
you've been right here today. This man has had some storms in the last few weeks of his life. But I'm here to tell you today, you can stand strong in the Lord, Bobby, because he knows you and he trusts you. And you can trust him when the wind blows and it feels like that you can't hardly take one more step. Lead on the rock. Trust in the foundation. Stand firm in your faith. You know what? We were about giving up on faith in this day and age. We believe if we don't see it, it's not happening. The Bible says faith is the substance of things things unseen, evidence of things not seen, but I'm here to tell you today, the Bible says if any man that lack anything, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering believe on the foundation and you won't be disappointed well that's good preaching preacher but I got other things to do Job talked about the man that built his hand, built his foundation of dust. That wasn't all Jesus said in Matthew. He said unto him that heareth not my words and believeth them not, to him I will liken unto a man that built his house upon the sand. Now I want you to notice something. The foundation was the only difference. The winds still came. They still blew. The rain still fell. The storm still raged on both of these men. The only difference in their lives was the foundation. What's your foundation? Oh, what are you leaning on today? What are you trusting in? You better trust in Jesus. I like the song that we sung this morning. Try Jesus. He never fails. You know what? My house was built in 1964. We've lived there about 25 years. And as time has gone on and the earth is settled and the rains have come and things like that, the foundation on one of my walls was giving way a little bit. And we had to go in last summer and fixed that and, and spent quite a bit of money to get that fixed. But I've been saved ever since I was a little eight-year-old boy. I found my foundation to be secure. I've never doubted. I've never worried. He said he'd never leave me. He'd never forsake me for long. He's with me always, even to the end of the world. Oh, preacher, we worry about this one world government. We worry about the beast. We worry about this and that. Why are you Warren, lay on your foundation. People want to make a big deal out of what Satan can do. How about what the Lord can do? Why, you know Satan couldn't do anything at all without the Lord allowing it. Lean on your foundation, folks. The winds came. The rains fell, the storms raged. And this is what the Bible has to say about the man that built his foundation out of sand. Sand, dust, you call it what you want to. If you're depending on this, great's going to be the fall of your house. Great's going to be the fall. Let's just break it down and be perfectly honest here for just a minute. Did you know you really can't accomplish anything without the Lord? You can't build anything without the Lord. 
let's go back to Ezra, chapter 3. The men of Israel were going to build, and the first thing that we see, the enemy came along. They said, let us build with you too to your God. You know, we can't just build anyway. Not just anything will work. The New Testament says, try the spirits. Without the spirit, you are none of mine. That's what the Lord had to say about it. And I'm going to go a little farther than that. I want you to hear me this morning. The spirit is not just emotion. I could tell, oh preacher, you better hush right there. The spirit is not just emotion. I could tell you a sad story about a, a little dog I had that got run over and how I loved it, how I had to put it in the ground, and you may shed a tear, but that's not the spirit. That's emotion. I'm here to tell you today, the, the Spirit of the Lord is what brings you joy on the inside. The Spirit of the Lord is what stirs you up when the preacher preaches about the salvation that Jesus could give. When he preaches about Calvary's cross and how Jesus went all the way and paid our sin debt so that we might be free. The, the Spirit is what brings you joy when we talk about it raising on the third and appointed morning. When people begin to sing the praises of the the Lord and you get stirred up on the inside I'm a crier Bobby I can't help it when the spirit comes by I cry but I'm telling you I'm not sad on the inside I've never felt better when I can feel the spirit and that spirit will line up with God's word if it's contrary to God's word you better be careful about what you're getting a hold of all right Move on, preacher. Okay, I will. On over, I believe it's in Corinthians. The writer talks about Jesus being a living stone. And us being lively stones. They were building back the temple. The first temple, and you, I heard, read in your hearing about some of the elders, how they wept when the foundation was built because they was there when the first time it was built at Solomon's temple. If you go back and read about Solomon's temple, he put the best he could put in it. He took the cedars of Lebanon. You know why he used cedar? Because cedar won't rot. Cedar won't decay. It'll be there. It'll stand the test of time. Oh, that we had some cedars in this day and age. Oh, that we had some folks that would be faithful, that would be there, that would be the best that they could be. Did you know what? And I've failed at this many times. I've not given the Lord my best. Have you? I have failed him and come short time and time again. Instead of being a pine, I need to be a cedar. You boys that do carpentry, you may use a pine too before, but you know what they're awful bad to do? When the dampness dries out in them, they'll twist, they'll turn, they'll warp, they'll be so crooked you can't even stand them up straight. You could use a 10-penny nail and still can't straighten them out. He didn't use pine. Solomon used cedar. He overlaid everything with gold. It was the best. How about you? Are you putting your very best into this? 
Or are you lacking a little something? Because this church is only going to be as good as what me and you put into it. It has to be built on the foundation. I preached about the man, about the two men. One was built on the rock, one was built on the sand and the wind blew. You know what else the Bible says about that? Let us not be driven about by every wind of doctrine. You've seen them and I have too. They blow in, they blow out. But I'm here to tell you today, I'm on a firm foundation. And I, you know, I don't have anything against anybody else that's of a different denomination. But I'm going to say if you're a Baptist, be a good one. If you're a church of God, be a good one. If you're Presbyterian, be a good one. If you're Baptist, be a good one. And get a hold of God's Word and read it and know why you believe what you believe. Be able to take that King James Version Bible and point people in the direction that you believe in. I'm here to tell you today, don't believe it because I pray. It. Don't believe it because mom and daddy said so. Believe it because you've read it in God's word and you know that's what God's led you to. Well, preacher, I wish you'd have just stayed sick. That's all right. You heard the gospel Wednesday night too. Amen. I heard it. I was on the other end Wednesday night. I heard the preaching. I heard the singing. I felt a good spirit. All because it was based on the foundation. He's a living stone. And we're lively stones. The church, and I hope we've learned this. We had to get a little bit out of our comfort zone in the past year, didn't we? We had to go outside. You know how odd that was to stand out there, to stand on the trailer and try to preach, to stand on the front porch and try to preach, to stand out there on the porch and try to sing, to stand on the trailer and try to sing is a little different, wasn't it? But you know what? We didn't have the pews out there. We didn't have the, the communion table out there, did we? We didn't have the stage where you could kneel, but we had the church. It was still there. See, the church is not the pews. It's not the carpet. It's not the altar. It's not the walls. It's you and I. And let's finish that scripture now. It said he was a living stone. And what were we? We were lively stones. Not dead poked up twice by the roots but we're supposed to be lively supposed to be something living in you and me there ought to be something on the inside that makes you shout every once in a while there ought to be something on the inside that makes you want to raise your hand or praise the Lord or say I'm glad I'm saved if you don't ever have anything that stirs you up on the inside you need to bump an altar and say Lord show me where I need to be Now I lay in Zion the chief cornerstone. <laughs> what was that? That was the Lamb. That was Jesus. He needs to be your foundation. Whether you've got a million dollars or where you got 30 cents, 
Jesus still needs to be your foundation. Whether you live in the biggest house in Cock County or whether you live in a cardboard box, Jesus still needs to be your foundation. Another scripture in the New Testament says we're supposed to be fitly framed together. Now, I may be wrong. I don't know. Maybe some of these men that studied the Bible for years can tell you. But I believe the book of Nehemiah and the book of Ezra might have been linked there. If you read over in Nehemiah when they were building the walls back, Bible history tells us that they placed the stones so close together they didn't even need mortar. If we're going to build, I know you won't mind, we need to be as close together as we can be. Don't need to be no separation at all. And if there's a little bit of separation... My stone's not sitting like it needs to be sitting. If there's a little bit of a separation, a little bit of discord, a little bit of, uh, of envy or something of that nature, then my stone is not sitting like that it needs to be. And you know what happens when that happens? Satan can get right in there. And he can push us farther and farther apart. If we want to keep on building on the temple, on the house of the Lord, we've got to be totally, completely together. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. You hear that? It's easy for the weight of this world and for sin to get right on in here. And before you know it, we're just as wrong as the drunkard is. Sin is sin is sin. Whether you're whether you're a homosexual or a drunk, or whether you just got hatred in your heart for somebody. Sin is sin is sin. It's all black. It's all the same, and it all separates you from the love of God. There's no difference. But if we really want to build, we've got to get rid of that stuff, don't we? I'll be done here in just a second. The foundation. All right, here's another lady that storms have come through her life. Long time before she ever got to Dutch Bottoms. Long time. Now here you say it. Your son comes here. Your daughter-in-law. Your grandkid. And you're still standing. Why? Because you're on the foundation. Because you're on the solid rock. Faye's not special. Bobby's not special. We've all faced storms. We've all gone through it. 
but we can still stand because we're on the foundation. You may be here and you may have based your hopes, you may have based your life, your day-to-day living on politics. Politicians will let you down. You may have based your life, your way of living on some preacher. Let me tell you something, the preacher man will let you down. If you follow us long enough, we'll falter, we'll fail, we'll come short. But trust in the Lord, He'll never let you down. used to sing a song, if it wasn't for the Lord, what would I do? He's everything to me. What is he to you? Is he a spiritar? Is he somebody you wait until you just don't know where else to go and what else to do and then you drag him out? Heard a preacher, as a matter of fact, on the way to church this morning preaching on repentance. Every crook's repentant when they get caught. Do you know that? Oh, I'm sorry. You're sorry you got caught? How about being sorry for what you did? That's repentance. Well, even the thief on the left was sorry. He wished he hadn't got caught or he wouldn't have been there. But the thief on the right was repentant. He said, remember me this day. What's your life based on? What are you living for? What's today going to bring in your life? I hope you're not satisfied. And if you are, we need to pray until you get unsatisfied. Because we need to be building. Remember what Jesus told his mama? She said, we've been worried about you, son. We've been looking for you. This is when he was 12 and they found him in the temple. He said, know ye not that I must be about my father's business. We don't have time to play around in this world. We don't have time to debate what's right or what's wrong in men's eyes. We don't have time to worry about pleasing somebody else. My wife's sitting right back there. We've been married 31 years. And we ain't done a thing except what we were supposed to do. That's the way it's supposed to be. And I love her and she never knows the times that she said just little things. That's encouraged me. But my foundation is not her. It's the Lord. And as long as I lean on, lean on my foundation, as Bobby sung and learning to lean, as long as I lean on that foundation, then I'll do what I need to do as well. Let me close. We're going to have Bible school. Second week of June. The last time we had Bible school, we had so many sinners on the altar. You had to watch where you stepped. And to my recollection, is probably around nine or so that we seen saved in that one service. But that's gone.
been Wednesday night, I guess about six months ago, something like that. I seen Jerry come walking right down the aisle, knelt right here. Jesus saved her, and we added one more stone to the building. Is that all you want to do? Don't you want to add on some more? When we first bought our house, it was a two-bedroom. They had taken a wall out made a small three-bedroom house a two-bedroom house and made the bedrooms bigger. And we paid $71,000 for it, and that's been about 25 years ago. Since then, we've completely filled in the basement, put a bedroom and a bathroom down there, redid the den, redid the walls, built a two-story garage, We've kept adding on and improving and improving. I got an estimate the other day that it doubled and more. Why? Because we kept building on. Because it's been there and stood the test of time. Do you want your church to be more than just a name? We have to keep building on. We have to keep searching to add one more soul. I want to add another stone in the building. Whether it comes from the back of the church or the front of the church, I want to add another stone in the building. Whether it's one of these little ones or whether it's one of our loved ones that's got a little gray in their hair, I want to keep adding on. How about you? And if that's not what we're looking for when we come through the door, we need to pray and get right. And if there's something that keeps us from doing all we can do for the Lord, we need to give it to Him. And then if He says go and fix it, we need to go and fix it. Bobby's song said, Finding more power than I've ever dreamed. Where is it? Where is it, friend? I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. There's been services since I've been here that the Lord really passed by. Spirit got so strong, I didn't have to worry about even preaching. You all did the preaching, did better than I could do anyway. I remember a Sunday night been not too long ago, it's been a few months ago, two of Bobby's little grandchildren got saved. That's what the power of God will do. That's what we need. We need to lean on the foundation. We lean on this, it'll make a mess, it'll falter, it'll fail. How do I know, preacher, what I'm leaning on? Well, how long has it been since you've talked to the Lord? And I'm not talking about God is great, God is good, let us That's a kid's prayer, preacher. Well, it, ain't it the same thing if we just go through a multitude of words as well? 
If we just go through the same little old routine we go through and we don't mean it from our heart, ain't it the same thing? How long has it been since you've crawled off with a broken heart and you tried your best to talk to the Lord and when you got up, you knew you had because he had talked back to you. Have you done that? How do you know you pass from death into life? You love the brethren. Let me tell you another way. When that night I said, Jesus, save me, something got a hold of me. Something changed on the inside. I got down a frightened little boy afraid of dying and going to hell. But I got up and that fear was gone because Jesus had spoke peace to my soul. You don't hear him with these. You hear him with your heart. Oh, how long has it been since you've talked to the Lord? Preacher, it's been years. Well, he's waiting to hear from you. He wants to... Now listen, I've got three boys. It was a rare occasion this week that we got to talk to all three in one day. What a day that was. They was thousands of miles away, but how good it was to hear their voice. You know what Jesus wants to do? He just wants to hear from you. He'd like to hear you say, Lord, I need you today. He'd like to hear you say, thank you, Lord. Oftentimes I feel like I just go to him and say, Lord, I want, I want, I want. You know what I need to be saying? Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. Thank you, Lord, for salvation, for saving a sorry sinner like me. Oh, Lord, thank you for my family. Thank you, Lord, for my church. Thank you, Lord, for being my best friend. Thank you, Lord, that my cup runneth over. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's how you know. He's your foundation. If the last time you talked to him was the time you got saved, he'd like to talk to you again. I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm just saying lean on your foundation. You trusted him with your soul. Why not trust him with today? Why not trust him just to get you through this day? Preacher, it's so hard. I'm going to give you scripture. You may not like this. The Bible says the way of a transgressor is hard. And guess what? Old Mike has had some hard days along life's way. But I have figured out when I lean on the foundation, life is better. Yours can be too. Nevertheless, the foundation of the Lord stands assured, having this seal. And the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let every man that knoweth him depart from iniquity. I've seen folks turn from God. I've seen preachers turn from God. I've seen song leaders turn from God. Walk away, even deny his existence. That still don't phase the foundation. You can look at 3020 Oliver Street and say there's nothing under that all you want to. That still don't change the fact that there's a foundation under that house. 
You can look at me and say there's nothing to that. You just can't see the foundation. If you could see the foundation, you've seen the pictures of the icebergs, haven't you? All that sticks out, if you, well, you might look at that and say that's a great big piece of ice. Well, that's just a little bitty part compared to what you can't see. What you can't see is much, much greater. The kids sing, greater is he that is in me. Ain't he? He's much greater than I am. He's my foundation. <clears throat> what do you trust in your life to? I'm going to tell you, there's some little girls I'd love to see get on the foundation. There's some old folks I'd like to see get on the foundation. Friend, I'm here to tell you today, life is short. Eternity is forever, and you better get on the foundation. Dutch Bottoms, we say we've been saved. Have we got something to rejoice about? Have we got something to praise the Lord about? Because we were building on it. And I, I, there's another scripture. And I talks about how they built on the apostles and the disciples. I don't know who was the pastor here, Bobby, when you got saved. But I'm sure Jay Lewis was probably here. Mike Lewis. Different ones. They helped place that stone in the church, in the building. Mike has to take care of, of his wife. Jay's done gone on to meet his reward. And so we're building on what they built. And it's not finished. It's not done. <clears throat> Heard Gary Miller preach this one time. He said, if there's no babies crying, your church is dying. You may think that's an odd statement, and I've, I know ministers that likes for everything to be perfectly quiet. I've never, it's never bothered me for kids to, kids to act up in church and stuff. I believe in teach them to respect the house of God. I do. But I believe if you bring them enough, they'll learn what's acceptable and what's not. The problem is, is they're not brought. Friend, we need to keep building. I know there's none of Johnny's grandchildren that come to the Dutch Bottoms just to visit occasionally. I know there's none of Marty's grandchildren that comes maybe just to visit on occasion. But these is ours. That one is ours. The one that sits back there, Pat, she's mine too. I so desperately want to lay another stone in the building. How about you? 
Juanita, I believe you want to lay another stone in the building. How are we going to do that, preacher, when Zion travaileth? She'll bring four children. When we get earnest enough, when we get on our knees, when nothing else matters except seeing somebody saved, God will come by and do the saving. <clears throat> but everything we do, we've got to do on the foundation. All right. So that's